0: Hey, Mystic Michaela spiritual family, welcome to Know Your Aura with Mystic Michaela. Today, we are doing a deep dive on how your aura colors affect your parenting style. So, I want you to think about this in one of two ways or both. If you are a parent, think about how your aura colors affect you as you parent your children. If you're not a parent, think about how your parents affected you based on their aura colors and yours. You know, what I've noticed in doing so many readings, and I love reading your kids, and I love reading your parents, and I love seeing how that dynamic works in aura color, is honestly, nine times out of (laughs) ten, you're given a trigger. Like, your kid will trigger you in some way, or maybe you were the kid that triggered your parents in some way, and it doesn't, it's not a bad thing, it's just, it's like this part of you that is either opposite or the same in the person you're raising. And I want you to keep that in the back of your mind today as we talk about all these things because I think it's going to be really revealing for you. But first, hey Scotty. Hey guys. So you have a red and blue aura. Yes. And I watch you parent because you're the father of my children.
1: <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> so
0: So, but what I like to call you, like with your red aura parenting style is is the big cheese. Uh, the,
1: oh, okay. <laughs> um, I mean, I have a lot of nicknames. I mean, I've been called I don't know what Mr. Big Bucks you call me. I think my parents (laughs) call me BMOC. The big
0: man on campus. Yeah,
1: big man on campus. I've been called a lot of of names over the years. (laughs) The kids have some. Uh, That's not one of my favorites.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think, you know, with you, just from what I see, with your red aura parenting style, is a lot of your own motivations you try to, like, impart them on the children so a lot of your big cheese motivations like hey why don't you make the plan to get all a lot of it they're social relationships right right especially now that we have a teenager you're like hey why don't you make the plan and you invite who you want to invite to go to the mall or you you know whatever it is you're you're always like kind of putting your own leadership thing on her Uh, you know you say like hey because we do a lot of activities for the hoa because you're on the the board of our community and so you'll plan them so we have all these like events and you're always like hey why don't you invite your friends to the party you know you can be the big cheese or whatever okay. <laughs> That's, so i noticed I that i've never said
1: you could be the big cheese i've never said you could be the big and,
0: cheese and like when brianna gets annoyed she's like why is he always telling me to? i'm like he just wants you to be the big cheese yeah, you know
1: okay. yeah all right <laughs> the so big cheese i yes yeah, so i i agree with that i i do you know, because she's got problems, you know, as as all teenagers probably do. Yeah. And I know <laughs> <laughs> that she wants to do things a certain way because uh-huh. she is that red, purple She's aura. red too, yeah. And like a lot of times she won't, like I see it, like she won't want to do it if it's someone else's plan. Yes, that's you. And that's me. So I'm trying to give her the tips that I know will work that, you know, through all the years of experience that I've had, you know, being the big cheese, whatever. (laughs) Yes. So that you could do these things and within these steps, you could become like the kind of the leader of your group. Yeah. You know, you could
0: become the mini big cheese.
1: You know, like in high school, I was the leader of my group. I never did anything that was someone else's idea. I just shot it down. But there's there's a way to cultivate that.
0: And you should really see (laughs) a red aura parenting another red aura. And that's what I watch. Like, I'll just watch you two. And I'll say, like, pot calls cattle black. Like, when you're annoyed with her or she's annoyed with you, it's like you're annoyed with yourself. And that's what I mean by the trigger thing because you two are so alike. Like, she will not want to do something because simply because you suggested it, yet that is how you are too. Like if somebody simply just suggests something to you, you're like, no, like immediately. And so (laughs) in our own marriage, I mean, I've whittled you down over the years to be like, okay, I'm going to suggest something. You're not allowed to say no right away. Okay. I'm not trying to control you, but here's my idea and you have to listen. But she's not there yet. She's no, a know. fresh, and young red.
1: That's true. And I have toned it down. You know, you, yeah, you, oh, yeah. you, you've talked to me about it and I have toned it down. So I, I now like don't, I try, I try to not do these things anymore. I, I yeah. do like before I speak, I try to say, okay. <laughs> so sad. Yeah. Like, you know, because like, you know, she also wants, you know, extra spending money, oh, you know? Yeah. So I tell her kind of ways that you could do it working, you know, getting that for yourself. But right. she doesn't want to hear any of that. No. So I'm just trying to give her ideas, but I don't give her those ideas anymore. Right. Like, and, you know, look, we've, we've found common ground now, me and my red. We watch Gilmore Girls. Okay. We found common ground. This is... We, we found common ground.
0: I, I'm upstairs I'm paint the picture. I hear howling laughter. Okay. Yeah. I walk downstairs. I have Scott and my teenager watching Gilmore Girls together laughing hysterically eating like junk food. <laughs>
1: you, that's how I parent. You
0: are, but you're, you're obsessed with Gilmore Girls. You it, are. You talk about it all the time.
1: I'm going to tell you, I started se- the end of season five. <laughs> that's
0: where I gave it up. I gave it up in season okay, five. I, you picked it up in okay. season five. And we're
1: getting a little off topic here, but okay, Yeah, that's this fine. is
0: off topic, yes.
1: But <laughs> I started the end of season five. You know, Brie happened to be watch. she's watching it all and I just yeah. happened to catch an episode. Okay. It is the most horrific horrible i can't say enough show i've ever seen it is so so bad
0: if nothing ever happens
1: the dialogue is the absolute worst there's what they expect you to believe is is just ludicrous
0: but this is overtime
1: right yeah this is overtime in the first segment but 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 because of that because it's so horrific and nothing ever happens the show is great. It's fantastic.
0: Well, who's your favorite character?
1: Well, I, I love the diner owner, Luke, who's and a red-blue. He's red-blue, too. Yeah. So, and Luke he's were, always grumpy, and yeah. he's always, like, barking. He's,
0: he's, he makes a lot of points you kind of agree with.
1: And he makes a lot of points I agree with. And But, like, his character. I, I can't even get into okay, it. Right, right. right. But anyway, if there's an overtime, we could get into okay. it. But the Gilmore But Random, we, But yeah. I, feel, I feel like we found common ground this there. This is you
0: and Bree's common ground, yeah. And that's
1: actually I've been helping my parenting with her. You know, in the yeah. middle of the day, I'll text her a, a funny line from Gilmore Girls yeah. in the you know, middle of her math class, and she thinks it's great.
0: Well, I think for you, like when your kid has problems.
1: Yes, I do. that's my other thing. I try to fix all the problems. You're a
0: red aura. That's, so I yeah. notice with red aura parents, a big thing is like, you have a problem, here's a solution. But sometimes people just want to sit in their problems, and especially when they're a 13-year-old girls. Right. So yeah. They might just want to sit in their problems and they don't want solutions so you can get frustrated, I've noticed. Well, th-
1: that happens with, with all three of you. See, um, I all three I, of you. Really? Yeah, I try to fix, like, any time. Like, oh, well, yeah. Because, yes, I mean, there's always, like, a, a comment. And then I guess I take that comment to heart. Like, because, like, how many, like, all day long, I'm hungry, I'm this, I'm that, whatever. Like, I guess that's just what you guys do. Yeah. But every time <laughs> you say it. It's like, okay, now I got to go in, Like, it always, like, triggers me into action.
0: I feel so bad. So, like, I didn't if, know that. Yeah,
1: that's what... I figured we that out. We complain all day. Yeah, you guys are complaining all day long. <laughs> but between the three of you, there's there's a complaint every, like, three minutes. That's
0: how we communicate.
1: And in my brain, it just triggers, like, okay... Vroom. She just said that she's hungry. All right, what am I going to do? Let me try to figure out. Like, I'm trying to find solutions. Oh my God, this is an insight. Yeah, to every single complaint. Okay. I'm trying to find the answer. Wow.
0: But honestly, like the three of us, I think that's how we communicate. We just see each other and we just start complaining about our lives to each other. Like, my foot hurts. I'm hungry.
1: Yeah. No, like, yeah. Today (laughs)
0: was hard. I'm exhausted. I have so much homework. So, like, this is how we talk.
1: Exactly. So imagine, like, you're on a road trip, you're in the middle of nowhere, and like, there's like, I got to go to the bathroom, I got to eat, I'll do this, da, da, da. You know my Wi-Fi is not working, so like everything's coming at me, and in my brain I'm trying to get everything.
0: That's so stressful. Stop, to... stop solving things. Yeah, don't I try. Worry that's about my it. thing.
1: I try to solve. Oh, that's issue. so sad.
0: We should give you some sort of word when we're serious about you okay. solving it. Yes,
1: that would actually help. Yes,
0: we'd be like um, serious problem, and then we complain. Yeah, but otherwise don't listen to it.
1: Okay. That's yeah, that so would sad. actually really help because like I'm always yeah. then like as soon as like someone's like I'm hungry, I'm like all right, I'm trying to think of my brain how could I get to dislocation or whatever, what are we gonna do? But yeah, okay. And sense. you're
0: blue too. Like I think the way that you're blue is you want everyone to be happy all the time. I do. Like the, you always try to control everyone's happiness.
1: The thing, the, honestly, I'm probably not the greatest parent. <laughs> oh, that's not true. No, no. Oh, you're such a good dad. Am, no, such that's a, not I true, such Scott. A, stop. I'm like the biggest red pushover too, because of the blue. So I'm like a big pushover too. Oh
0: yeah, you're so like you're whatever a huge they pushover. want.
1: I'm like fine. You know, I, I, I know. Even if I'm like at first like yeah. no. You then, don't
0: have consistent discipline. No, no. I'm no. better at that.
1: I, yeah you're the yeah you're the stronger of the two parents
0: well i don't yeah
1: maybe because i I don't want you know maybe because they're girls i'm I'm, gonna say that because they're girls i'm gonna say that that. yeah i don't know if i had because i don't have any boys so i don't i don't know if i'd be different yeah but with the girls you know it's like they just like say it in a certain way and it's like
0: they wrap you around their face but then you freak out
1: randomly
0: i think your red kicks in every once in a while while. and it's like i have no control More
1: more on breathe though I I mean, literally, for Abby, I think I my whole life, well, I think she, I've been mad at her once. She's seven. Like well, once. give her a, give yeah, her a minute. One time I got mad at her because she stood up when the car was moving and I had a freak out on her. Like, she stood up <laughs> well, that's, while the car was driving. That's normal. And I had a freak You're out a But other than out. that, I don't think I've ever. I mean, she, yeah.
0: You care too much what they think about you, too. Yeah. Like, you really do. Like, would you think me as an indigo, I'd care more? Like, you care more. Right. About what they like think about you and, and kind of, but maybe that's back to your own parenting or something.
1: I like it to be calm. Yeah. I really do like it when it's calm.
0: And um, you don't like to push them on like academics and things like that no, because no. you were pushed. So I yeah. feel like that's your own kind of thing. No, I never thing. do that.
1: Yeah. I never check on stuff. So, all, right. all right. Let's do an ad. We come back. Let's talk about an indigo parent.
0: Okay. Hey, Scotty. Hey, guys. Guess what's for dinner tonight? What? Wild Grain. Oh, my God.
1: <laughs> my favorite. I love every... No, he I, does. No, honestly. I. This is 100% <laughs> true. I love every single item. Croissants, the chocolate croissants, the sourdough good. bread, the pasta. Every, I love it. It's just like my favorite.
0: It's amazing. Like, if you don't want to do so much takeout yeah. this year, but you still want to eat healthy and conveniently, I'm t- go to Wild Grain. I'm telling you um there's my favorite it's this really favorite. good we had okay oh the, okay i mean they have pastas yep. their bread everything's great okay the pastas are great the, the breads are great, are great but let me tell you about the chocolate croissants the best. <laughs> like when i i put them in the oven i took them out all of a sudden my entire family was just like around me yeah everybody got one we all sat down It was biting into heaven. Yes. I can't describe it to you. We're
1: done. We're done with the the podcast today. Let's get some (laughs) let's get some
0: of these. Not even joking. Wild grain is the first ever bake from frozen subscription box for sourdough breads, fresh pastas, and artisanal pastries. Unlike typical supermarket bread, wild grain uses a slow fermentation process that's easier on your belly, lower in sugar and rich in nutrients and antioxidants, and very filling. Every item bakes from frozen in 25 minutes or less. Plus, for every new member, Wild Grain donates six meals to the Greater Boston Food Bank so you can eat good and do good all at the same time. To kick off the year, Wild Grain is offering delicious products such as an ancient grain sourdough loaf and fresh artisanal fettuccine pasta. All you have to do is sign up at wildgrain.com slash KYA and choose which type of box you want to receive and how often it's easy to reschedule, skip, or cancel. Plus, for a limited time, you can get $30 off the first box plus free croissants in every box. When you go to wildgrain.com slash KYA to start your subscription, you heard me Free croissants in every box and $30 off your first box when you go to wildgrain.com slash KYA. That's wildgrain.com slash KYA. Or you can use promo code KYA at checkout. Hey, Scotty.
1: Hey, guys. All right. So let's look at you now. Okay. Okay. So you're purple and indigo. Yeah. Um... Now, I don't think we have a nickname. for How come we don't have a nickname for you? I don't know. Right, do you have a
0: nickname? I don't think so. You guys got to get on it.
1: I'm the only one that gets these nicknames. <laughs> the big
0: cheese. Yeah,
1: okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Maybe that should be the new Jumanji word. <laughs> like, instead of Jumanji, we play the big cheese. Have you hear the big cheese? No. No, okay. All right, so how does the the purple and indigo play into your, like the indigo, let's say, play into your parenting? I
0: don't know. I think, like, I'm, um, I think I, like, I. I try to mind read them.
1: Okay, so you're you're kind of like psychically <laughs>
0: parenting. I think I do, but I think a lot don't all these. I mean, doesn't doesn't all of you listening? Don't you all do that too? Like I, try oh, I'm sure to, a lot.
1: I'm sure a lot yeah, these are intuitive I, skills.
0: I, my big thing is how how are they thinking? Like I, I know how my kids can think. Like I jump in their little brains.
1: Okay, so you're jumping and I'm into really
0: them. good at knowing they're lying to me.
1: <laughs> yes, you are. You
0: always know this. I always know. Like you're lying.
1: You, don't, you know. You don't anyone to to you. I. I mean. I don't. I can't lie to you.
0: I'm really good at that. Yeah. But I'm really good with the kids. Like I can tell.
1: Yeah. So when you, they're lying, right. the little ones. Yeah. You always to tell I'm always like, oh, okay, that, that
0: makes sense. Yeah. I'm like, they're lying. That's yeah. a lie. Yeah. They just totally lied to you. And I know their little motivations, and and so I think I try to use my empath skills a lot to jump in their, their brains and their emotional states, okay. and I I do really. I do try very hard to understand their perspectives, so I'll jump into them a lot to try to get their perspectives on things and jump back out to be like, okay, like, should I be worried about that or <laughs> is that a problem or whatever? They get annoyed with
1: me a lot. Yeah, they, they yeah. well, I mean, you're doing more of some hands-on things that, you know, I guess that I don't do. Which is
0: what I say all the time. Like, they get annoyed with me, but... I'm the one like, hey, brush your hair, right. take a shower. Like, you can't wear that. It's got a huge spaghetti stain on it. So they're like, you're annoying. Like, so yeah. I get a lot of that. So when they say things like that, I don't care because I have to. Because right. if I don't do it, who will? Like, that's my job. Like, I think some of my, as much of a people pleaser as I am, that part doesn't bother me because I know I, I have to be hated a little bit or, you know. They have to be a little frustrated with me, otherwise yeah. I'm not doing my job. Right. I have to sacrifice my being the favorite, <laughs> which I either think it, yeah. you get a lot than than the other. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, yes, and
1: you are doing the day to day thing. Like for me, I don't ever. I don't think I've ever told either one of them to brush their teeth or yeah. hair. Or, and I'm like or, homework
0: person and yeah. all that, so I I think I take on a lot of that stuff. You do all that stuff. Yeah, but I mean, I guess that's what I try to do, and I try to back off. Like with Bree, I've tried to back off and give her room and space to make her own choices and things like that. And I think a big thing is, especially as she's gotten older, it's not giving so much advice. It's just listening for okay. like, oh, and I think that's the difference between me and you. Because I, and I'll tell you, like, do not say anything. Just like, she's talking. Just listen.
1: Yeah. You know? Well, I think, okay. So with you and Bree, I think, because she is that red yeah, and she is a little bit like abrupt. Let's yes. call it abrupt. Yes, we'll yes, say yes. abrupt. Yeah. And for me, it just comes off as like, okay, you know, we get into little tiffs about it. Maybe. Well, she's got
0: an attitude, but she's a teenager. Right. right. And I think
1: for you, you take it more personally I than do. I do. You take it like very personal. Why? Well, like yeah. if she like has like a tiff or says something to you. Yeah. It's like kind of, I don't know. Well, sometimes a it's, just, to it's just mean. Is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I think you you like really take it that's personal. That's my indigo. And it, like hurts your heart. let's it say. Does. I think that's what you always say.
0: Yeah. I, sometimes I, I have to watch my guilt using
1: yeah and yeah. I'm more like just like, all right, all right grumpy let's let's just move on with this yeah yeah i don't take' them, I don't take them like per- as personal
0: yeah, that's true that, I
1: think that's a big difference.
0: I think another thing is is i Bree especially has taught me not to care what other people think of me as a yeah. parent because I've always been so good and like invisible and well behaved That was me my entire life, and then I got this kid who, yeah who she'll call you out.
1: And yeah. more like she doesn't really call me out, but she called yeah. call you out. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Like just.
0: she's, and, and also just when she was smaller, she was the one hitting another kid or, yeah. or having a temper tantrum in public or something like that. And so that had to teach me like, you know what, this isn't about me. It's about her and, and trying to manage it. So, it's like, you know. That, that's been the challenge. The cha-
1: yeah. Being an indigo, raising a red.
0: Raising like a different personality. It's tough. Yeah. Yeah. Because she's not, she doesn't have the same motivations as I do. She doesn't care what people think as much as I do. Right. So she, so it's kind of like yeah. working around her motivations. Yeah. And I think she knows
1: that too. She, like she does she knows know that. that. Yeah. She knows that. Yeah. <laughs> and then you got Abby, who's the purple turquoise. Right. Who, you know, she's just one ball of kind of like emotional here. Yeah. And she's always kind of like telling tales and She's got, like, this whole perspective that just kind of comes from her own way of thinking that right. we all have to kind of agree with. Right. And usually for me, because, like, I know, like, she'll get upset. I'll just be like, okay, yeah, that's right, Abby. Right. That's right. And then, But you'll be more challenging with her. Yeah. actually, maybe I'll reverse there because. Well, I have to because, yeah. like.
0: She'll rewrite a narrative if she's insecure about something. So if somebody was mean to her at school, and I know they were, she doesn't want to live in a reality where somebody was mean to her at school. So she'll make up that she spoke back to them or something, and I know she didn't. And this person's still probably just being mean to her. So I have to get in her head and tell her that's probably not what happened, did it? You know, and then, like, it's touchy, so we're working on that. Um, But it's just, yeah, I, I feel like... Every day for me is different with them because it depends on what they're going through. And then I try to, yeah. but I think we're all doing our best. I'm yeah, sure. No, I, I
1: think we, I don't, we've never really ever had a problem. I don't think with each other's parenting. I mean, I think, no. I, I, and it's funny cause I actually give you the lead. I really give you the lead on it. Yeah. And maybe cause again, maybe cause they're girls and if they were boys, maybe I would have, maybe it would have been a little different. I don't know. Yeah. But I don't know. I'm, I can't, I can't say, but I think I do give you a little bit of the lead. You know, we always back each other up. I think. We do. I think we always, I think our, I think our colors complement parenting.
0: Yeah, we do okay. With me
1: being the red blue, you Wait being the purple indigo. Give
0: us 10 years but, yeah. and then they'll tell us what we did wrong. Oh
1: yeah, oh no. <laughs> I, I am sure they'll tell us everything we did wrong and then I'll try to defend it. And you'll probably no, just be like, okay. I'll validate
0: it. Yeah. I think like. And the, I'll try to
1: defend myself.
0: <laughs> you know what, doing all these readings just to sum all this up. I read so many people, and we're humans, raising humans. We're going to mess up. Yeah. We're go- there are things we're all doing that we don't even know we're doing right. that are probably like subconsciously, like, and they're harming the kids or whatever. Even, even if you're the best parent ever, you're going to leave some residue of yourself on them, and it's going to be their job to separate from it and I think what makes the difference is if one day they're like, hey, you know, this affected me this way when you did this. It's just saying, oh, I validate you. I yeah. can totally see your perspective. Gotcha. Instead of being like, that didn't happen or whatever. So <laughs> I'll validate them when they tell me how much I messed mm, up.
1: I'll try not to be so <laughs> argumentative and defend myself. Okay. <laughs> All right. We got a couple of ads and then you're going to come back and do parenting in aura color.
0: It is the new year, so why don't we have a fresh start with our skin? When it comes to clean beauty, Osea is the pioneer. They've been making seaweed-infused products that are safe for your skin and the planet for over 26 years. Let me tell you, I love everything in Osea. Right now, my two things that I cannot live without are the Ocean Cleanser. I use it every morning and every night, and the Hyaluronic Sea Serum Oh, my gosh. It I put it on my face. I feel tightened. I feel renewed. I just feel moisturized immediately. It's, it's really lovely. Um, all of Osea's products are clean, vegan, cruelty-free, climate-neutral, enriched with seaweed, and made in California. So you can feel good about what you're putting on your skin. Plus, they're clinically proven and consumer-tested, so you know they work. Um Osea Osea's TikTok famous Undaria LJ body butter is next level body care people. It uses ingredients normally reserved for your face like seaweed and ceramides to transfer Dry, crepey skin to smooth, soft, and supple skin. So important for winter. It's thick, unbelievably rich texture, absorbs instantly, and feels fantastic on your skin. So start the new year fresh with clean, vegan skincare and body care from Osea. And right now, we have a special discount just for our listeners. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code KYA at OseaMalibu.com. You'll get free samples with every order and free shipping on orders over $60. Head to Osea, Malibu.com and use code KYA for 10% off. Your New Year's resolutions can extend to your hair care too, especially if you've been dealing with a flaky scalp. Well, flake-free is the way to be in 2023 with Waze new anti-dandruff shampoo. I love all of Waze products. They help my hair feel thicker and fuller, and I always just feel amazing using them after because they have such top-notch quality. And I know that dandruff is a huge concern for many people. It's very common. And ways new anti-dandruff shampoo keeps your flakiness at bay. You can do more than drugstore with gentle shampoo that takes the rough out of dandruff. Formulated from their Cape Town fragrance with notes of ginger and spearmint, so your hair smells as good as it feels. And after 28 days, 100% of participants agreed that they saw fewer flakes and their scalp felt less itchy and irritated. So you can do more than drugstore with the new anti dandruff shampoo from Way. Go to the Way T A G. O U A I dot slash aura for fifteen percent off your entire purchase. That's the way T H E O U A I dot com slash aura. How do we parent in aura color? I have been wanting to do this episode for a really long time. I actually did your child's aura on episode seventy eight. And a lot of I really love doing that episode because seeing auras in children—that's probably the most authentic way you can see an aura around somebody. It's just exactly who you are. That's why I really, especially in the last like I want to say year and a half or so, I make sure I get a picture of you as a kid if I'm doing a reading for you. But but yeah, it's just it's it's so pure. So thinking about yourself as a child. And I thought that was really helpful in that episode because that's what I told you guys to do. If you don't have a kid, think about yourself as a kid. And if you do have a kid, think about yourself as a kid and think of your own kids. So that's episode 78 if you want to go back to your child's aura. But I really wanted to do parenting in aura color. If you're a parent, how do you parent based off your aura color? Like how is your aura affecting you if you're not a parent that's okay how were you parented thinking about how your parents or the people who raised you how did their aura colors affect you how how did you how do you still carry some of that energy with you today and just thinking about that different contexts different perspectives you know if we can if we can just see something different if you can just it's kind of looking like looking at a piece of artwork. They tell you to walk around. They tell you to get different angles. They tell you to get different perspectives. I like to do that with our lives. The more perspective you can give yourself, the more ways you can see, oh my gosh, insight, ideas, realizations, opportunities to take your power back and your control back. So this is what we're doing today. It is thinking of yourself as a parent, if you are one, thinking of how you were parented, how it affected you. And here's the deal. This is just to narrow, because I mean, I don't want to be here for four hours and neither do you. (laughs) I had to narrow it. So this isn't, there's other things that affect us with our parenting too. Okay. There's traumas. I mean, I do so many readings for you guys and obviously I'm a parent myself. So I know there's our own traumas. There's things that happen to us there's our own fears, there's there's so many variables that affect you as a parent. Today, I'm just talking about auras, your innate energy. And we're doing it generally. So there's positives, there's things we can work on in all of us, but I'm just keeping it to the aura colors today. Okay. And not, So it's not like trauma and how trauma affects you as a parent. This is how your aura colors affect you as a parent. And what's interesting is I always see this. I If they go hand in hand anyways, what I'll tell you what, what's going to usually happen is the way that you are traumatized in any other, in any certain, any way that you are, it's going to latch onto your aura colors in a, in a weird way. So you'll probably see that anyways. Okay. I hope that makes sense, but let's start with red. And let me tell you guys, I am very organized today. I put each of these aura colors in categories. So the categories are how each parent Uh, How each aura color parent deals with respect, control, discipline, consistency, motivation, vicarious living, and triggers. So let's start with red. So, you know, red auras generally, you've heard me say this a million times, they just tend to have leadership vibes, takeover energy. Um, They're confident in their ability to take over and be the leader. And that is no different from how they parent. So, a lot of dealings when you're a red or a parent, I notice it's very much about respect. They're looking for this mutual respect with their kids. So if you do it, I'll do it. So this is, you know, this is very, it has to be, if I will, if you will. So teaching your kid respect when you're a red or a parent, that's a big deal. Um, If you don't have a kid, (laughs) if you have a kid, like let's say you're raising a purple or a kid and they're starting to, they're like, Oh, you're trying to control me. Okay. I'm going to be disrespectful. You know? So the biggest thing is sometimes how you see the world is not how even your kid sees the world. So you always butt up against that with everybody, but especially your children. But anyway, so respect, that's a big thing. Uh, control. If I'm the one paying for it, if I have the label of mom or dad, I'm in charge. I get to say that's kind of concern. I mean red aura parents, I would say, are your traditional ideals, I guess in our American culture of what like like a parent is, so they kind of go a little nineteen fifties on you, I have to say like hey, uh, who who paid that bill? okay, me, I did, therefore, I get to tell you what's happening, um so they're very much like, I'm the parent, therefore I win all the time, discipline. You know, red auras, they're kind of funny. I put down here, like, fear my random rage. I get this thing with red auras, like, they can take a lot, and then every once in a while they just, like, blow a gasket. But if you do that without consistency as a red aura parent, what happens is, is your kids, I mean, they figure it out, and they're just like, eh, so you'll blow up, and then you'll get over it or whatever. So it's kind of like random rage, but it can be very... I don't want to say scary. I want to say like effective. Like every once in a while, if you're a red aura parent, you might lose it in the absolute most effective way. You can't you can't use it all the time, but when you do, it does work. Okay, I do see that with red aura, with red auras. Um, kind of a more balanced red aura parent. It's just like a very consistent. And this is consistency. It's very. It's a very much a consistent form of being. So kind of like, Hey, you know, you already know how I was going to respond. So why did you do that again? They read auras as, as parents make themselves very clear about what their expectations are, how they expect you to proceed, how they view the world. You already know how it works. I've, you know, they're very clear at the, at the top of something. Like I said this and I, and I, you already knew what my expectations were. So why did you deviate right there? Why? And they'll pinpoint it on you. And they'll say like, why did you, Go rogue on me right here. Let's talk about that. And so that's kind of their discipline slash their cons- they're very consistent with their discipline. When they're balanced, when they're not, they can kind of freak out on you randomly. Overall, I would say red or parents when they know they're correct, they will not back down. and they don't care if their kids are pleased with them or not. So if you're a red or parent and you're like, listen, like on Saturdays, you wake up at 6 am and you mow the lawn that's what you do. And I never have to tell you to do it. You just always are doing that. And if it's, you know, a Saturday and it's 8am and the lawn's that mode, you're in trouble. You know, that's it. It's very clear cut. So it's kind of the, the consistency, the discipline. It should be ingrained in you as a kid, if you have a red or a parent. Motivation. Now red, and we all do this. Everyone does this. And I think this is like a big thing. I mean, I do it. We all have to, this is why I put it in for each aura color, how we ourselves are motivated in life and how we pass that off onto our kids. And what's interesting is our kids aren't motivated by the same things that we are all the time. It doesn't, it doesn't always line up. So anyway, so red auras as parents, you can usually find them motivated by competition. Um, and something that we call in my house being the big cheese, that's, Okay. So what what I mean by that is like, hey, don't you want to be the one that invites everyone to the mall? Don't you want to be the one that organizes the party? Don't you want to be the one that, you know, gets everyone together and wins the game? Don't you want to be, you know, they don't always want to be the one that's the leader, but you can kind of don't you want to be the one that wins? Don't you want to be the one that comes in first? Don't you want to be the only one that stood up and said something? So that's like a very red or a motivation. Uh, their need to be leaders, their need to win, their need to make a stand, their, their need to stand up to injustice or something. That's not always the kid's thing, though. Vicarious living, another thing, like all of us as parents, we have to be careful of how we live through our children. Um, and it kind of with red oars, it's like, be the best, win, be competitive, be a leader, don't be a follower, um, don't let others tread on you, and speak up. So they can kind of push their kids, no matter if their kid is, let's say, an empath or a kid like a blue purple, and they do not want to speak up, and they do not want to be the leader, and they do not want to stand out, and they just are fine with being a follower. Like that is something that uh, red, sometimes red parents, when they're not aware of it, can push a lot of their ideals on their kids, you know, live vicariously through them this way. And triggers for red aura parents are kind of like, well, it's disrespect. That's a big one. They don't like that. Being controlling, meaning when kids throw emotional wrenches into it. Like, I am having a temper tantrum in the checkout line because you didn't buy me a candy bar. Like, red auras are like, no, we're not playing. We don't do this. No, I'm not following Like, they don't like that. But they really don't like when their kid's a pushover. That's a big thing for red auras because... They work so hard to identify manipulative behavior in other people and and be what, be the people who kind of stand above it or speak out against it. So when they see their kids getting pushed around, that can be a huge trigger for a red parent. I mean, it's a trigger for all of us, you know what I mean? But for a red aura, it's like, why didn't you just speak up? Why didn't you punch him in the nose? Why didn't you? It's like, maybe that might not be your kid. That's you. That's not your kid. Okay, so that's red aura parenting. And, uh... Yeah, and some of that gets, like, real twisted up, too. Sometimes with gender, it can get twisted up. I talked about that a lot in the gender auras and gender episode. Um, I mean, how many times have I seen some red aura dad not know what the heck to do with his blue aura son? You know, it's like, oh, my gosh, you go fight him. Nobody should talk to you that way. Go, you know, it's like, eh, he's, you know, he doesn't care like you do. All right. Blue parents. So blues, as we know, they're very focused, blue auras are very focused on healing and helping and kind of being like invisible buffers and helpers. And they like a lot of peace and they like to feel needed. So when you're a blue aura parent, like you constantly want to feel needed. Oh my gosh, do you need me? How do you need me here? How do you need me there? Um, so the respect with a blue aura parent, it's very important. Like, hey, I'm really nice to you. So you be nice to me. Okay. So they think that there's some sort of like, if I'm so sweet to you, why are you mouthing off to me? I don't get it. I'm so nice to you. I make your lunch. I folded all your clothes. I put them away. I take you to school. I gave you lunch money. I did all these things that nobody did for me as a kid. So why did you just mouth off to me? Wow. And then they start taking it personal because they're like, I was so nice to you. So why aren't you being nice back to me? So respect with them is just be nice. Um, And as we know, That, you know, sometimes you have to, you can't just expect people to treat you the way you treat them. You have, especially when they're your kids, you have to like, okay, lesson time, you know, (laughs) like, so that can be hard for blues because they can internalize it and make it about themselves somehow. Uh, Because blues already have a hard time feeling respected in our whole world. I mean, every job blue auras have is usually like a job where there's just innate disrespect. I mean, nurses, teachers, I mean... Therapist. Like, what all the jobs that people usually don't get paid enough for the amount of work they do and abuse they take, like, are blue or a job. Then it's no different in parenting. So it's kind of like, hey, wait a second. I got to stick up for myself, even with my kids sometimes, you know. So it's kind of not internalizing it and not expecting your kids to be nice to you just because you're nice to them. It's like you have to tell them to be too. Control. I, you know, with Blue is it's like they really want the peace of the home to be controlled. They want it to be peaceful all the time. So they don't like when people fight and, you know, they don't like when there's conflicts between different family members or whatever. Uh, and 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 that's fine. But when you do that too much, what happens? It's really hard then for siblings or, you know, maybe your kids and your spouse or whatever to to learn how to deal with their own Relationships apart from you, so blue auras end up buffering a lot in order to control the piece of the home. So they'll be the buffers in emotional relationships. They'll triangulate a lot as parents, and that's and they'll do that with friendships too, like with their kids' friendships. Or they're like, oh, I, I, you know, that was happening at school. So I, you know, call, you know, there's a certain age you don't do that anymore. Like you know, your kids are in middle school or something. You don't, you know, so and so didn't invite, you know, my daughter to the. I'm gonna get involved. Like, no, you have to let everybody else do it themselves. So they have like a control thing with the regulation of emotions. And that's the other thing. Like what happens is over time, sometimes with like the unaware blue or a parent is your kids subconsciously don't want to upset you or make you feel unsuccessful as a parent. So they just always pretend they're okay. And so I'll see like kids who grew up with, like, a very blue aura parent who's kind of unaware that they just need to be needed so much or they need to feel successful by way of their children being without problems. And these, these are adult children who, like, don't, they can't break up with somebody or they can't change their job or they feel like they can't take risks or they can't do normal things because in the back of their mind, they've connoted, I guess, like, upsetting you or causing problems is bad and it's something that you they have to break out of but a lot of people don't notice that they're going through it so just something to notice if you're a blue or a parent you're like my kids can mess up and it doesn't mean I'm a bad mother or father it's just something to think about taking yourself out of it discipline with blue auras. I mean it's a lot of guilt why are you doing this to me why are you talking to me that way you're breaking my heart you know Um, victim, I, am guilty of this too. It's a lot of victimization. Like I do everything around here and nobody bought me a mother's day gift. Okay. That, I mean, but did you ask for it? Did you put yourself first? Like what, what kind of environment do you have in the household where nobody thought to do that for you? Time to change things, time to speak up for yourself, time to sit everyone down and tell them what's up, you know, so kind of things like that. I work so hard. I do this. I do that. So they can get into the guilt victimization thing by, and make kids react that way because of it. Consistency with blue auras. If I'm consistent, you don't have to be. It's my job. This is like my blue aura, kind of how they view consistency. It's my job to avoid moments that you'll mess up in or make mistakes. So I see with blue aura parents, they're very consistent about being it's kind of like what I said before like buffers and they're the ones that are still packing their kids lunches or the ones that are making sure that consequences are avoided for their children like they're consistent so their kids don't have to be consistent so I don't know I don't just see them being buffers to in in like relationships for their for their kids I see them being buffers to just how the world gives them natural consequences too. And same thing happens, like it kind of makes the kids not learn things that they should. Okay, motivation. I think a big thing with blue or parents is that like they're very motivated in making others feel good, you know, so so they are so concerned with making other people feel good that when they have kids and then they see their kids like kind of doing them, it can be like, oh my gosh, you have to make... You have to make me look good as your mother, so you have to be kind and you have to share and you have to do this and you have to fit in and you have to give the child the toy or you have to do... So I can see them sometimes pushing their children into being like them, which can lead them into people-pleasing behavior. And also I can see Blue Aura parents teaching their kids subconsciously to outsource their happiness based on other people's perspectives of them. So, what happens when a blue aura gets like a really tough kid, you know, like who's just, you know, they're just born that way or something? They're just a little bit more. Then maybe they get a red aura kid. Maybe they get like a purple aura kid, and that kid's just like, no, I'm, th- I'm not sharing this scooter, you know, or something. Whoa, the blue aura does not handle that. So they can sometimes break a little bit, uh, like the aura of one of their kids or. Or make make their kid feel wrong for being who they are. So let's say a blue or a parent has like a purple or a kid, and the purple or a kid is just like, you know, I don't like, I don't like, I don't like, I don't want to play with my neighbor. I don't like them, and we don't get along. <gasps> That's mean. That's mean. You should. And I'm not saying like we should all be nice to each other. Yes, but there's also this other thing where like, well, we have to respect how our kids view things too. And if somebody doesn't want to play with somebody because. I don't know, maybe that person was mean to them or they don't like how they play or something. It's like, okay, I'm not going to make you do something just to be a good person. Sometimes we have to listen to them. How do blues do vicarious living? Uh, You know, be good, don't stand out, share, be the best kid. Which is fine if you have like another empath, if you have a blue or a turquoise or an indigo kid, like that's not going to be hard for you if you're a blue or a parent. But if you have a kid that's not like that, and all of a sudden, you're getting, like, all the teacher calls or the other parents are like, hey, your kid hit me or something. You're like, your kid hit my kid. All of a sudden, it's like, oh, my God, what did I do? And it can be very, and this is goes into the triggers for Blue Aura parents, when their kid actually, I guess, uh, yeah, comes against their own people-pleasing things or the or when when they have a kid that doesn't align with the blue aura parents insecurities and stuff like that and they go off it can really stress out the blue aura parent it's just like if if you have a kid that was is tough and then all of a sudden your whole life you've been really good and everybody's praised you for being good and whatnot and now you're now you're the mom in the play group with the kid that's like throwing crayons at everybody Yeah, that happened to me. So anyway, so that's, and then you're like, oh my God, here I am. And you either tell your kid to be different, which of course you have to do, tell them behave, or you tell them be different and you also be like, hey, I welcome this discomfort. It's teaching me something. By the way, I did red, I did blue. I am not the perfect parent. This is just what I get from doing reading. So this is not me preaching to you at all. Trust me, I am always learning things I'm trying to constantly learn things I always uncover new things about myself as a parent so I this is not coming from me in any sort of way as the perfect parent because I am not and I think my teenager will tell you that (laughs) like but like this is what I have noticed from doing a lot of readings and stuff like that I just want to put that out there because I don't want this to be like preachy or anything more helpful okay Let's say you're a yellow aura parent. So yellow auras, as we know, they like to improve systems. They like to plan ahead. They enjoy creating beauty in the world by maximizing the structure that that it's in. They like to make flow, flow effortless. They like to kind of understand what's coming down the road so they can plan for it. And... When they have kids, especially little ones, I want to say yellow auras, this is probably why a lot of yellow aura moms like in our culture stand out as, how does she do it all? And the rest of us are like, when we see yellow aura moms, we're like, oh, that's, I wish I was more like her, you know, like that. Because they do, especially when the kids are little, they have it figured out. I got it. It's like slow clap for the yellow auras. They're the ones getting their kids to bed on time and stuff. So, how do yellow aura parents do parenting? Well, respect. This is how we do things. There aren't any alternatives. I feel like, like with yellows, it's very clear with them. Because they know their own mind better than a lot of other aura colors, they make it very, I guess they make they they make it very clear to their kids, like this is how we're doing it. And there aren't alternatives. There just aren't. And for the most part, I mean on the, and just so you know, like when I read Yellow Aura Moms, on the outside, on paper, like these moms look like I don't know, a 1950s poster child of a mother. On the inside, they're struggling like the rest of us, by the way. But that's kind of like their mindset. This is how we do things. There aren't any alternatives. So I don't even know why you would bring something else up, child, because this is what you, how you already know is happening. And you give me respect by going along with it. The way yellows control. you know, you do it my way in this house. There's no room for your way. Now this is this is where yellow auras can get have a little trouble as their kids get older, because what happens is is, you have as a yellow or have your way of doing things. all right? So, you know, maybe this is where socks go, and this is how we do laundry. Or this is, you know, these are how the activities are going to work in our house. You know, as the kids get older, they start doing activities. Or these are the meals we're eating every week. I shop on Sundays. We eat this on Monday. You know, whatever it is. And and that's fine. But sometimes you're going to have a kid that needs to do something in their own way. And it might be orderly for them, but not orderly for you. Every single aura color is organized in their own way. So when you're yellow aura, you don't always understand there's more than one way to be organized. So they need kids, kids of yellow auras need spaces where they can have their own idea of what organizes. And that's it. And I think that that can be a problem with some yellows when they don't give them that room. Like this is what you're wearing today. No, that's not what I'm wearing today. Okay, wear what you want. You, know, you gotta pick and choose your battles. With when you're a yellow aura, you can't have control over everything. Motivate. Oh, discipline. Discipline. They're very consistent yellow auras. They're good with kids, and I'm gonna tell you something. They're good with fur children too. Whenever I read <laughs> dogs or cats, like pets of yellow auras. I swear they always show me the yellow aura person in the house is the one that's like the best with the discipline or whatever. Anyways, very consistent. They don't matter the explanation. Like I, you know, I don't care that you think it should be done this way. They're very firm. I think yellows have to be careful because sometimes they can go silent treatment a little bit, especially as kids get older. Um, They can be like, "Eh, I'm not, I'm not talking to you if you don't do it my way. Like they can get a little stubborn that way and put up their, their yell no wall. So they have to be careful with that. Motivation. I feel like yellow aura parents have a way that they feel like things should be done rather than how maybe the kids want them to be maybe you know your kid you know it was really important for you for your kid to be in dance for like years and years and years and then your kid's 16 and she's like nope I don't do it anymore and I get it like as a yellow aura you're like we spent all this money we <laughs> we we committed all this time you know you only have 2 years left you know, like, let's just finish it out. And the, it, it can be really hard for them to wrap their head around something that doesn't make sense for if their kid just decides, no, I don't want to anymore or something. And that's just one example. But I that's a big thing with with yellows. They have this motivation to finish things out the way they feel like they should be finished out or done. That doesn't make sense. That's not how you do it. It's kind of like, singing 99 bottles of beer on the wall and stopping at 97. That's how they feel like sometimes if somebody doesn't follow something through, like that doesn't make sense, you know. And But when you have kids, guess what's going to happen? Something that doesn't make sense like every day. So yellow auras can have a hard time with, uh, with people throwing a wrench in things, which is what children do. Um, consistency, you know, very easy. Very easy to know what's going on with yellow auras. They're, they're pretty consistent. They'll probably send you their calendar. They're not very flexible, but they're very consistent. And if you don't, if you're like, oh, I can't do this. I can't do that. They'll make sure you can. (laughs) Like, they're like, oh, I just moved eight things around so you can still do this. See you there. You know, it's really hard to get out of things with the yellow, which I think is funny. Vicarious living. It's a big deal for yellow auras to look good on paper because they have such an awareness of what they look like to other people. And they have such an awareness of what makes sense logically, like, in the in the big picture. So they can give, they can feed this to their children a lot, which, you know, is good in one way because they probably have kids that are more kind of, like, readily planned for the world, but bad if somebody doesn't want to do something like that. Um, and the other thing I noticed with kids, with, with uh, yellow aura parents and kids They have an adult's point of view on a child's life. So they tend to push their kids harder in the childhood years because they have this advanced, I guess, foresight into the future. So like if their kid's in a sport, they might be pushing harder. If their kid's kind of academically minded, they might be pushing their kid harder. No, we got to get you in here. We got to take this class. No, we're going to do this. We're going to do this. They might overschedule them or over. Uh, plan them or put them in positions where they're constantly thinking from an adult's point of view, the child is, when they're not instead of a kid's point of view. Again, it's good. It prepares them for the world, you know, but it, at the same time, it can take away some of the randomness of childhood or, or the experiences of childhood. Triggers, wait um, I mean, triggers, disorganization can be seen as disrespect, like a messy room. It's just a messy room, but some yellow auras are like, why would you do this to me? I went to Pottery Barn Kids. I got this whole setup for you. Okay. I got the matching this and the matching this and the matching this and the matching it. And you put unicorn stickers on your wall. Wow. Okay. But like, sometimes they can, (laughs) like, we don't share the dream, you know, um, What else? Oh, kids going against the schedule. Oh man, I see this with, okay, you yellow auras, you know, you had one kid if you, if you're a parent or you could have been the kid, if you're not a parent to your parent, if they're yellow that went against the schedule. Now I will tell you yellow auras out of all the auras, their kids go to bed on time. Okay. But they always get that one that won't. And I swear you'll get that one little baby. If you're a yellow aura and you have kids that is like, I'm not doing it. Like they figure you out like week two. And they're like, I'm not, I'm not doing your sleep schedule, you know. And they get you, but that's funny to me because it's a trigger for yellows. They're like, oh my gosh, you know, they're getting their sleep, <laughs> their sleep therapist on the phone, or they're like the sleep apps for children, or do what do I do? Do I? They're the ones on the Facebook things, like do I let them cry it out? Like do I do this? Do I do this? Do I get up every twenty minutes and do this? Like I don't know. Like they're just. What do I do? It's a big trigger for them because they feel like they're losing control when it's just your kid screwing with you, who's probably not yellow. It just cracks me up. Um, oh, and as they get older, I'll see the kids of yellow auras just doing rebellion without logic. They're just like, oh, hey, I got this really ugly tattoo. Like in a place where you can't cover it up. It's like, why'd you do that? It's like, I don't know. Just felt really good to mess up your schedule, to mess up your, to just like shake you. So that's the thing like with yellow or is you want to give your kid enough room so that they don't feel like they have to upset you in these ways. Uh, I don't know. Yellow or parents, they, they, they crack me up because things really bug them. And I think the kids figure it out, but then they come back and then they're like, I don't know. I always see, like, yellow aura grandparents make a huge comeback when their kids have kids. And all of a sudden, it's like, oh, my God. And then you end up moving in and fixing their life when they're adults anyways. Okay. If you're a green aura parent. All right. So we know green auras. They can be a little, like, they're they're not. They're a little like yellows, but they're less detail oriented like yellows are very much like on top of your details where green auras are kind of more they're still methodical like a yellow but they're more kind of like outward they're kind of more about the the bigger scope the bigger brush strokes of life versus the little fill-in details like yellows are but green aura parents are big into the overall system logic sometimes I say like green aura, especially green aura parents, they have this, like the 10 commandments of the green aura. They're like, this is how life is. Follow my 10 commandments of me. Like they figured it out. I don't know who downloaded it into their green aura brains. Like this is how I've given you the secret to parenting children or something. Cause they have it. They're like, oh no, it's very easy. This is what you do. Um, and they're so sure of themselves. Okay. Respect makes sense. That's kind of how you show the green aura parent. That's how they sense respect from you. Like, please, it makes sense. What's the point? Do it the right way. By the way, the right way is the way I told you from my Ten Commandments of me and don't deviate. So that's how you show respect. It's like, follow my commandments because they're universal. Somehow I was given them. Um, I don't mean to pick on the green aura parents. They're really good listeners. And I I will see like a dip. I guess like there can be a difference sometimes between green aura fathers and green aura mothers a little bit, just because gender always plays a role into these things because of our society and just different roles and things like that. But yeah, it's kind of like the same thing. It's like, but this is how it's done. So why would you do it different? You know, and and why are you doing it different? Is that on purpose to disrespect me? I don't get it like that. Control. Once I give my take on things, that's the way it should be. Like, if you came up to me and you asked me as a green aura parent what I should do, and I told you, okay, follow, you know, like follow my advice. Um, I feel like green auras get really annoyed when people ask advice, but don't follow it. And they will not keep doing that. They'll be like, as soon as they notice that that's something that you do, they're going to disengage. They're like, I'm not giving you advice anymore. I'm just going to like ignore you. Even if you're my kid, (laughs) because like I told you, and now when you didn't do what I said and natural consequences, gotcha, uh, I can't have, I can't feel sorry for you because you did that to yourself. So they, their control is kind of, I want to say it's, it's a little bit, how do I put this? Like impersonal or something? Like they're not so micromanaging on you. They're just kind of like, well, that's what I said. Okay, now go do that discipline. You know, if they say it once, they're not saying it again. And that's it. It's kind of what I just said. Like I told you, I'm not saying it again. And if somebody, let's say I told you not to climb that wall, you fell off the wall. Okay. I don't, what do you, go get your own band aid? you know, and they're not mean about it. It's just like, I told you so like that. And it's not nasty. It's just a little bit like, but what else did you expect? Like, what else did you expect, you know? And that's their way, really, of just trying to teach you common sense. So, yeah. I guess it sounds mean, but it's in their, in a balanced green aura. It's not. And then I will say, like, the kids of green auras tend to have a lot more common sense, um, physical confidence, too, and they're very independent, usually, because they are raised with people that are like, okay, like, go do it. Here are your tools. Go figure it out. You know, work on it. Come back to me if you need help, but don't deviate from what I said. Like that. Um, motivation for green aura parents, logical, practical, you know, do things the right way. Uh, don't waste, don't waste good advice. Uh, follow a purpose, follow a passion. What I notice with the motivation with green aura parents is they're very authentic with their passion. So let's say you have a green aura parent and they love to fish. I mean, that's their thing. So they're gonna work really hard to get their kids to love it too. And and I'll tell you, this is where it gets kind of catchy because kids just want to spend time with you. So they don't care what you're into. And green auras are really good at getting people involved in their own passion. So, you know, if if you're a kid and maybe fishing's not naturally your thing, but it's your it's your parents' thing. Oh man, you love fishing. And those become like your best memories, or camping, or I don't know, building a deck one summer or something like that. It's like, yeah, this is great because it's the vibe that you're on with your parent. So with green auras, when they're on a great vibe. They want to bring their, and they can, you know, they really usually, especially when they're balanced, want to bring their kids into it. So I see their motivation is to get their family to really love whatever they do as much as they love it. And it doesn't matter what it is, honestly, because you're just on that vibe with them and it just feels good. Um, Consistency. They're very consistent. And their logic is burned into your brain forever. <laughs> if you have green aura parents... That's it. You already know you do. You hear them in your head all the time. You hear their little sayings in their head. When something breaks in the house, you hear a little say, like, go figure, get a, get a book, watch YouTube. You could, don't hire a plumber. You can do this yourself. You, know, you, ha, you hear them in your head. Uh, you can do this yourself, fix it. So it's just in their, in your brain forever. They burn it in there. Vicarious living. Green aura parents, I notice, uh, they kind it's like a copy paste thing. So I'll see this, you know, I work in finance, you work in finance. Here's my family business. This will be your family business. I am a doctor. You are a doctor. Kind of like that. I am an engineer. Now you will be an engineer. Um, they don't always look to see what your personal preferences may be or what you're good at. They kind of think. It, and the other thing I noticed with green aura, green or in general, honestly, is they don't always know that what they like. Other people don't they're like, why wouldn't you love this? Why wouldn't you love being an electrical engineer? It's like the best job ever. You know, it's like, why don't you? So they don't always get that, but... Um. <laughs> Funny, green auras anyways so they can push like a copy paste kind of thing on their kids which can be really hard and I'll say like for green the children of green auras especially if the green aura parent is super successful it can be a tough act to follow and I'll see a lot of green aura adult kids being like subconsciously feel like they're constantly failing if they didn't hit the level of success that their parents did their green aura parent did Triggers wasting time, they do not like to see their kid wasting time. I mean life choice changes at random based on passionate ideals would differ from their own, like hey, I'm dropping out of electrical engineering school, I'm going to a fashion institute, like what <laughs> like, like that's stupid, you know, and they'll just tell you like that's dumb, and you're never gonna make money, yeah, they, I maybe not, but I have to do it they they can kind of butt heads on on things like that. they just don't always understand um how emotional motivations play into life changes. And that can be a big trigger for green auras. And honestly, it just comes from them being like, why would you want to make life harder than it is? I already figured out for you with my 10 commandments. Okay. If you're a purple aura parent, now purple auras have a really hard time with society telling them what to do. Okay. They're creative. They're kind of rebellious. Intuition for them is logic And emotion is also just, I mean, that's normal. It's like their emotions are real to the point that society always doesn't call emotions real. Well, purples are very into their emotions and they respect their own emotions and they respect other people's emotions as good reasons to do or not to do things. So, like, I can't work in this job because I don't like it anymore. Okay, that's a great reason. You know, whereas other aura colors might be like, oh, do you have another job? Or, like, that's not a good reason. Or a lot of people do what they don't like to do. No. That works different for Purple Aura. So as parents, a big thing with Purple Aura parents is they like authenticity with their kids and they like to be honest about feelings. Sometimes Purple parents can be a little bit TMI with their kids, especially when stuff's going on. Now, it's always important, I feel, just from doing readings to tell your kids what's going on. As much, if something's going on as much as you can to the point of it being like developmentally appropriate for them, because kids always know anyways, if you're going through a divorce or something like that, like they know the kids know. Okay. But it, it's always bad. Like purple auras don't lie to their kids, which is good, but they might sometimes be a little bit like too honest. (laughs) Like they might give details. Maybe the kid didn't need to know that. Um, but that's just how purples are. So respect with them is kind of, I'll tell you the truth. You tell me the truth. So it's a lot of authenticity, emotional feelings. Kind of like they they don't like when their kids hold back feelings, especially when they know their kids moody. Which it gets worse when the kids are teenagers because they don't they'll pick when they want to share with you or not. So you know your kids in a mood, and you're like, "What's wrong?" And they're like nothing. Oh, that bothers the purple because they know there's there's something, and they'll just poke at it. Okay. Control. I think with purple parents, they're very big on the vibe. You know, it's like, why are you pushing me when I'm stressed? Like, you know, why are you trying to push my buttons? Don't add to my stress. Like, you know, things are hard for me right now. What are, why are you adding to it? Like, what's your problem? Like, uh, kind of like understand my vibe. They kind of want their kids to know where they're at emotionally sometimes. Um, and, and they can kind of control their kids this way. Like this is not the day to act out on me. This is not the day to do this. This is not the day to do that. So they can control when their kids are going to have their outbursts or their emotions based on their own emotions. So sometimes purple auras can put their own emotions first because they're so strong over their kids. It's just something as a purple you have to watch out for. Discipline, I mean it really does vary on your current mood as a purple aura parent. Like I don't know. Some days it doesn't bother you. Some days you're going to freak out at them. And usually the kids understand (laughs) that about you. So it's hard to be consistent when you're a purple aura. Uh, And then honestly, sometimes with, with, and this just goes into consistency and discipline, I guess, at the same time, it just depends on your mood, your energy level, your emotional state. And like those yellow aura moms are putting all their kids to bed at 7 p.m. I mean, maybe that's not your, maybe you don't need that. As a purple, maybe that's not as important to you. Maybe you don't care if they stay up till nine or ten. Like maybe that's just not something that bothers you, and you maybe think it should bother you, but it doesn't. It's best just to let that go. Like if something doesn't bother you, like move on. You know, within reason, obviously. Um, motivation for a purple or a parent's closeness, emotional honesty. Everyone's on the same page. Doesn't have to be perfect, but it does have to be honest. I think that's a big thing with them. Vicarious living. Purple auras can get big on their kids being unique, um, stand out. Don't don't kind of don't fit in. Don't be manipulated. Uh, they do. Purple auras are very aware of manipulation with people because they're so intuitive. So they don't like, you know, that it's like mean girls or cliques or you know people being rude or people setting you up or stuff like that. Um, they can try to make their kids be a little more feisty than they might be. Or they can try to make their kids fit in or more popular than they might be. Like that kind of thing. Triggers. When their kids don't listen to their own advice. Like I told you that, I told you your boyfriend was no good. Why are you still going out with him? I told you that or whatever. Um, Not listening to warnings, gut messages and feeling left out. Like if their kids feel left out, they can get really upset um, social stuff can really trigger the purple aura parent. Like if your kid's not invited, I mean, it bothers all of us, but I think with purple auras, you read into it deeper. You're like, man, that mom, I knew it with her. She had it out for me and my kids since I met her. Like you kind of go into the rabbit hole because you can, because you're kind of always psychically reading people. And it's just something to be aware of. Like, whoop, I don't have to do that. Let's just do face value today and not, I think, like, when you're a purple or a parent, you have to be watchful of your drama and keep it separate from your parenting and keep it separate from making it part of your kid's narrative. Ooh, that's hard to hear, right? I mean, we all, like, that's the thing, like, like I said, I'm working on all this, too. Okay. If you're an indigo or a parent, like, a lot of the blue stuff, okay, a lot of the stuff I said about blues but I'll try to get some more stuff for indigos. I mean, respect. I mean, indigos are kind of, they're like wallflower parents. They don't really want to come out. I mean, hosting their kid's birthday party isn't some sort of great time for them because they have to talk to everybody. And then I think the thing is though, then they feel bad about themselves. Oh, I'm such a bad mom. I don't want to host my kid's birthday party because I, talk to everybody <laughs> but you do it anyways and it takes a lot out of you you know um but then you also like beat yourself up the whole time like I should be enjoying myself <laughs> as I make small talk with everyone from the class <laughs> anyhow uh respect I mean I think with indigo parents the vibe of the house is super important I mean this is a big thing with indigos like do not bring your off vibe in my house it's disrespectful. That's kind of everybody. Like your spouse comes in, if they're in a sour mood, if the kids come in they're in a sour mood, it's like, excuse me, wipe that mood off of you. (laughs) So they can get, and that's kind of the control too. So I'll do like respect and control. Like, it's respectful to an indigo aura to have like a chill vibe. But it's also controlling of them to want everyone to have a chill vibe. Because indigos can feel everyone's mood in the house so much, they can get a little micromanaging of everyone's emotions. So if someone's having a bad day, they like are like, wow, why are you bringing that to me? That Please remove it. Discipline. Communication for indigo parents, super important. They really need their child to understand their intention. So they're kind of the ones that are like, you know, I sent you to your room because you said this and I just need to talk to you about it. And, you know, sometimes your kids are just going to be like, I hate you. Like, they're just going to say it. Like, if you have a kid, you've heard that. You know, they're like, and I feel like for an indigo parent, they're like, oh, it's like knife, Like, it's a dagger to their heart. But blue auras too, a bit. It can be like a dagger to your heart. Whereas some of the other, color, like purples are like, yeah, all right, cool. I'm happy. Or yellows. They're like, I don't care. Greens. So it's like, what? I didn't even hear you. Red auras, it's like, oh, I'll show you hatred. You know, like, they, like with indigos and blues too, it's like, oh my God, you really, you hurt me. It's almost like when I punish you, you have to agree with me. And they're not going to, so it can be very difficult with discipline. And then the indigo aura can get very upset. Motivation balanced comes and peaceful family vibe. I mean, they're really good with creating close families. Indigos, maybe not super social families, but very close families. <laughs> Consistency, I gave it an eh, eh. Um, they're very consistent, but under pressure. So they'll burn themselves out to stay consistent. So they'll just feel like a total utter failure if they take one thing out of their routine. So like, let's say like, you know, an indigo aura has, uh, like, it's like, this is me, like a, a virus and doesn't feel good. But your seven year old daughter is like, can you please take me to ballet? And I'm like, I'm really sick. And then she's like, but I only want you there. I don't want daddy to take me. And I feel like a horrible parent. I'm like, oh my God, I'm disappointing her. I'm not taking take her. You know, and there's an outside of me that's like, Megan, that's silly. It's okay. He can take her this time. But then there's an inside part of me that is indigo and it's like, oh my God, I've just hurt my child. You know, she'll remember this forever. So it, it can be hard. It can be hard with indigos. They'll make themselves stay consistent even when it doesn't make sense because they guilt themselves into it. Vicarious living, you know, be good, stay under the radar. Because if you're under the radar, then I don't have to be, nobody calls me, and I don't have to, like, deal with it. And then I don't get attention, and then I feel more comfortable. So that can be damaging um, for everybody. Triggers, like their kid gets bullied, mistreated, not heard, hurt, doesn't speak up. These things can really trigger trigger the indigos. All right, yes, I did do turquoise and pink. Turquoise parents, you know, I just don't see a ton of turquoise parents, um, but from what I have seen, this is what I see with respect. With, oh, so turquoises, you know, they're very floaty, they're very much like barometers of other people's energy. They're very, they're very sensitive to everything that's going on around them. Okay, so if you're a turquoise parent, it's it's a very mutual respect thing. Like, hey, your feelings matter, but my feelings matter too. You know, so it's I feel like turquoise parents really humanize themselves the best to their children. Like, hey. I'm a person too, man. Okay. So they don't always pull the authority card. They pull the, hey, I'm, I'm a person too card. So it's kind of like teaching them respect for me the way I respect you. Kind of like this universal energy. I think because turquoises are so used to being kind of not seen or cast aside or or not included. They're really big with respect making sure their kids include, you know, notice. notice. When you live on the fringe energetically like turquoises do, they really are sensitive to being put kind of on the sidelines of things. So they're good at, I guess, humanizing themselves for so their children. So that's a big thing with respect. Control. Hey, I see this with turquoises. They're very firm, okay? They're kind of firm parents. They will feel very much correct in what they say, and, you know, that's the way it is. Like they 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 kind of put their foot down in a good way. Discipline. We're going to talk about this. I'll be right I'll be the correct one cuz I'm the parent, but I'll listen to what you have to say. You know, I'll validate you, but we're still going to probably do it my way, but I'll listen. They're kind of they're they're kind of good like that. Motivation. They're really into their kids' self-expression. So they might push their kids to try way more new things and odd things and interesting things and kind of off-brand things that other parents, you know, wouldn't do. Like, hey, I'm going to put you in a crocheting class and then we're going to do surf camp and then we're going to, I don't know, learn how to paint on sidewalk chalk art. (laughs) They're going to do, like, all sorts of weird things. Um, And that's fine. And what's interesting is they're... Pretty consistent. Their consistency is they're very consistent, but they're very much involved. So if they're sending their kid off to play group, they'll play with their kid. Or a lot of us, like we go to these. A lot of Aura Colors take your kids somewhere, and you're like, okay, go play. Well, Turquoises will play with you. Like the Turquoise parents, they're like, all right, let's go. What are we doing? I'll take the crochet class with you. Let's do it. You know, I'm taking surf camp too. Let's go. You know, so they they're very involved that way. They're consistent. They they do what they say they will. Vicarious living, you know, because turquoises have this thing, they really want to feel accepted. They'll push their kids to try like a lot of different stuff and hang out with a lot of different types of people and groups. Um, They kind of want to be their kid's best friend. It's like, hey, I've never been really accepted. Sometimes when a turquoise aura has a kid, that's the first time they've ever felt seen and accepted because that's what your kid will do for you, obviously. So they can sometimes latch onto that and be like, okay, what are we doing next? And it's like, okay, you know, sometimes your kid has to go do their own thing, you know. Triggers being cast aside are not needed. So what happens when kids grow up? They don't need you as much anymore. And that's, that can be taken by a lot of us, but by turquoise as I see as some sort of abandonment. And it's not. It's you did a good job. I am sh- gonna be the biggest one crying, so I'm just telling you what I get from, from Spirit, not what I'm um, probably my own experiences. Finally, pink. I don't see a ton of pink parents, but some of you are pink parents, and you are fun. I will say this about pink parents, though: pink auras. I mean, th- pink auras. Yes, do they have some sort of Barbie princess vibe, Peter Pan vibe? If you're a guy,
1: absolutely.
0: Are they stubborn? They sure are. They, they are not... You don't play with a pink. It will not play back with you. You know, it's funny. I don't know if you guys remember. I'm sure you do. Brittany, I don't know, who released? I think her ex released um, audio. Her kids, Brittany Spears' kids, took over, like, disciplining them. And it just backfired, Kevin Federline. It just backfired because everyone's like, okay. Like, she was just disciplining her kids. <laughs> like, you know, it's fine. But the way she was doing it is so pink aura. They will put their foot down. So, pink aura's respect. Hey. Be respectful of you know, pink aura's do things for you. They they provide experiences for you, they try to make your life nice, they try to make your life magical, they try to they try to be thoughtful. But a form of respect is hey, notice that I did that and appreciate it out loud to me. Okay? Like, they are very, like, I did this, and you're going to tell me that you liked it. And you're going to, you know, acknowledge that I did that for you. Controls with pink auras, like, hey, I put my foot down. You're in my world, okay? You're going to be kind. You're going to listen to me. Like I said, pinks don't play. They're they're kind of consistent in that way. Discipline. They do talk. They can lecture a little bit. (laughs) They They can go on a little tangent. Think of like when you're like a three-year-old doesn't get her way, and she's just like, and let me tell you, they kind of go off. You don't always understand them, but they're telling you what's up. They're like, and then you did this, and then you did this, and then this happened. Pink Orrids can be like that a little bit as parents. But they're very clear about what they find acceptable and what's not. Their motivation, oh, let's have fun. Let's have a good time. Let's make memories together. Let's do this together. Let's co-create. Consistency. You know, pinks can be a little bit like yellow auras. They definitely have a vision, and they're definitely very clear on what's acceptable or not in their vision. Um, So I would say that they're pretty consistent when they want to be. But then other times, they can just be like, eh, I don't care today. Pancakes for, for dinner. Like, they don't, you know, depends. Um... Vicarious living, they can kind of push on their kids a little bit to be fancy or have fun with what I have fun. And right now we're, we're enjoying things. You're not allowed to be sad. So they can kind of be a little bit push their escapism agenda on the kids. And triggers, it definitely like when their kids are dismissed or teased or made fun of, I mean, they can't handle that because that's just their whole life. They've been experiencing that. So that can be a huge trigger for them. And when they're adults and they have a bigger voice, they can get very upset. They can get very upset and they should. Okay. So that is my parenting. That was really long, (laughs) very long. In aura color, I hope that helped. And I hope that cleared some stuff up for you and gave you some insight and new perspectives. Hey, big cheese. (laughs)
1: <laughs> is that, that's how we're going to start now. <laughs> All right. Hey, guys. So, look, I mean, threw a lot of information at you. Yeah, tonight. that
0: was a lot. Sorry. That's a lot. You know, <laughs> I could have gone
1: longer, too. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Like you were, you know, you were recording that. I'm just like, oh, my God, this is going. To go. like, like, I can't stop. Like, it's so much. Yeah. So maybe you take a couple of days to, And which I think a lot of people do, do, do. They listen to the episodes yeah. over a couple of days. But, look, I mean, there's only one conclusion for me here is, like, if you're having problems parenting. Just watch Gilmore Girls with your kids. That's 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 my advice. Okay.
0: Okay. There you go. I mean, should I set you up for a Gilmore Girls red rant to close this off? I I mean,
1: I I've gone the whole episode without red ranting. Although you had the majority of the the episode today. But uh, all right, set me up. Let's just overtime it. Overtime. Overtime.
0: Overtime. You may go now. All right. Unless you want to hear a Gilmore Girls red rant. Give me a
1: Gilmore. Set me up for a Gilmore Girls red rant. All right.
0: Luke never had lobster. Go. Okay.
1: Okay, if you don't know season
0: six, are see, you? On? Yeah, I mean
1: end of season six. Okay. So I
0: think yeah, see, like episode sixteen.
1: Okay, maybe? just okay. <laughs> if you never watched this show, which probably most of you haven't, but I don't, I don't know that. if we have a lot of Gilmore Girls fans here. Luke owns a diner in New England, in Connecticut, pretty close to the beach. Okay, I don't know how far from the beach, but pretty close to the beach. In he's forty five years old, roughly. He goes on a double date. With Lorelai, which is his fiance's kid and her boyfriend, and he has lobster. Claims to have lobster for the first time. He's like, he never had lobster before. Okay, what are the odds of this? Now think about this. You don't have to watch the show. This is a 45 year old <laughs> man lives in New England. on, oh, let me finish this. Don't, 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 do He lives in New England. Okay, he owns a diner. You're telling me he never had a lobster roll? What diner owner in New England has never had a lobster roll at 45?
0: I just wanted to say this is season six, yeah. episode 15 of Vineyard Valentine. Okay.
1: Please watch this episode. It's also, hold on. It's yep.
0: February. Go.
1: Yes. It's also February. <laughs> it's the dead of winter. They're eating outside. No jackets, no hats. In Massachusetts. It, all the leaves are on the trees. <laughs> the sun's out. Does not make sense. In Martha's Vineyard. Okay. I, I'm, just add this. Thing. Okay. Because, all right. <laughs>
0: This podcast is for you and about you and for Gilmore Girl Rants.
1: <laughs> We're so glad. It is, and by the way, it's a fan. It's the best show. It's the best show. <laughs> you like it, love it. It's so horrible. <laughs> horrible that it becomes the best.
0: <laughs> We're so glad you spent some time with us today.